9 p.m., B-U-L-O-V-A, Boulevard Watch Time, W-A-B-C, New York. The Columbia Network takes pride in presenting Orson Welles in the first production of a unique new summer series by the Mercury Theater on the Air. single year, the first in the life of the Mercury Theater, Orson Welles has come to be the most famous name of our time in American drama. Says Collier's Magazine, 23-year-old Orson Welles threw a bombshell into Broadway. Robert Benchley writes in The New Yorker, the production of the Mercury is, I should say, just about perfect. Time Magazine declares, the brightest moon that has risen over Broadway in years. Welles should feel at home in the sky. For the sky is the only limit which his ambitions recognize. And finally, the United Press remarked, Meteoric rise of Orson Welles' Mercury Theater continues unabated. In late June 1938, Orson Welles was approached by CBS. He was offered a one-hour network-sustained time slot on Mondays at 9 p.m. William Paley's concept, a Mercury Theater of the air for a nine-week trial run. Unlike Welles and Houseman's theater productions, which had several weeks of rehearsal, the show would begin in just two on July 11th. Houseman was nervous. He'd never done radio. Wells would direct, narrate, and star. The Mercury Theater troupe would support. Bernard Herman would be the musical director and Davidson Taylor supervisor. Wells called the show first-person singular. A take on Bram Stoker's Dracula was selected for the first episode. Wells and Houseman had total creative control. The premiere set the tone. Good evening. The Mercury Theater faces tonight a challenge and an opportunity for which we are grateful. We will present during the next nine weeks many different kinds of stories. Stories of romance and adventure, biography, mystery, and human emotion. Stories by authors like Robert Louis Stevenson, Emil Zola, Dostoevsky, Edgar Allan Poe, and P.G. Wodehouse. In the cast tonight are Martin Gable, the Cassius of our production of Julius Caesar and George Koulouris, who played Antony in that production and appeared also in our Shoemaker's Holiday and Heartbreak House and other leading Mercury Theater players. We're starting off tonight with the best story of its kind ever written. You will find it in every representative library of classic English narratives. It is Bram Stoker's Dracula. The next time I speak to you, I am Dr. Arthur Seward. George Koulouris plays Jonathan Harker... And Martin Gable plays Dr. Van Helsing. It is Dr. Seward who tells the story. And so for the moment, goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you in Transylvania. The Mercury Theater on the Air presents Orson Welles as Count Dracula in his own version of Bram Stoker's great novel, Dracula. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Arthur Seward. I'm here tonight to bear witness to the truth of certain events which you may find it hard to believe, but I ask you to believe them. I have here certain documents, telegrams, clippings from the press of the day, memoranda, 
and letters in various hands, all needless matters have been eliminated, so that a history almost at variance with the possibilities of contemporary belief may stand forth as simple fact. I present you first with excerpts from the private journal of Jonathan Harker. I, Jonathan Harker, lawyer's clerk, article to Peter Hawkins, Esquire of Exeter, England, am writing this journal in the hope that if misfortune overtakes me, it may one day come to the eyes of those who love me. I set out from London on the last day of April to visit one of our clients in Eastern Europe. On May the 3rd, I arrived in Budapest and came after nightfall to Klausenburg on the borders of Transylvania. At Bistritz, there was a letter of welcome for me from our client, informing me that his carriage would await me at the Borgo Pass. It was signed, Dracula. Over the next nine weeks, listeners heard adaptations of classics like Treasure Island, The Tale of Two Cities, The 39 Steps, The Man Who Was Thursday, The Affairs of Anatole, and the Count of Monte Cristo, for which Wells simulated the sound of a dungeon by having the actors play their scenes from the floor of the CBS restroom. He placed two dynamic microphones against the bases of the toilet in order to achieve realistic subterranean reverberations. Get on board. in the stern sheets with a guard on each side of me in the little boat. There, there. King's business. Lower the chain. The chain that closes the mouth of the port at night is lowered. Soon we were outside the harbor. My first feeling was one of joy at breathing the fine sea air again. Then a sadness as I saw the lights of La Reserve away to the left of me and heard the sound of voices and music coming through the open windows. After September 5th, 1938, CBS renewed the series under a new name, the Mercury Theater of the Air, moving it to Sundays at 8 p.m. opposite NBC's highest rated show. Edgar Bergen's Chase and Sanborn Hour. It set the stage for a series of events which would forever alter the course of Orson Welles' life. Quiet. You want me to speak now? I'm sorry. Of course, we are deeply shocked and deeply regretful about the results of uh, last night's broadcast. The date of the broadcast was 1939, and it seemed, came rather as a great surprise to us that a story, fine H.G. Wells' classic fantasy, the original for so many succeeding comic strips and adventure stories and novels about a mythical invasion by monsters from the planet Mars should have had so profound an effect upon radio listeners, seemed to us to be clearly in the realm of the fairy tale. Deeply regretful that this is not so. 